Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development series featuring interviews with educators and students in the supply chain, where we discuss how supply chain and logistics has changed in terms of recruiting, upskilling, training, and more. So let's link into our next conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining today's podcast. I am here with the CEO of Bloom Gold Global, Pervinder Johar. Hi, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Uh, thank you for having me on the program. Yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to talk a little bit about upskilling on a company-wide level because you guys have had uh, started a great program. Um, and so I, I, I think it's really an important part of the supply chain, especially within organizations. So I wanted to hear your perspective on it. Yeah, definitely. So just to give you a little bit of a background, we are a uh, San Francisco Bay Area headquartered uh, supply chain uh, technology software company. And we launched this program uh, this year. And there are a couple of aspects for uh, of, of the program uh, to, to, to give you the context in the company. One is, this program is for all employees in the company. So, so it's not limited to kind of just the management or just the individual contributors. It is for every employee in the company. And as you think of kind of from my perspective, when we are building a company, and there's a lot of talk about supply chain sustainability. But sustainable organizations are, are, are part of that sustainability uh, initiative for, for us. Right? So our view is that the, the we did two things. One, in addition to kind of uh, partnering with two companies, one Coursera and another one is not really a company, is Stanford um, uh, School of Business uh, here in uh, here in Palo Alto uh, area. Uh, what what we did was that we gave every employee two weeks during their work hours that they can spend on learning new things, and these things are related to kind of what 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 they are doing but they can also be the other areas that they want to explore. So as a culture, we want to build a culture that we are always learning. And as you know, the supply chain continues to evolve, continue to change. It's very vast. Uh, so, so from the domain itself perspective, there's a lot to learn for, for all of us. Then we are a technology company and technology continues to evolve. So there are new things that people have to learn, new, new skills that we have to get a, bring in. Uh, on uh, every day uh, too. And then there are just pure uh, soft skills or people management skill that as people grow within the organization, how do they pick it up? Right? So our, um, our philosophy is that we do hire many uh, people for management from outside, but we also want to grow our employees who want to be managers. How do, we, how do they grow kind of within those roles? I think that's great. That I think it's it, it's wonderful to foster an environment like that within your company culture. Why do you think it is important to introduce a program like this on a company-wide scale? I think uh, one is that many companies do encourage their employees to learn new skills. Right? But but many a time when, when kind of our, our employees and we are busy with our day-to-day -day work, it's hard to find time. And it's hard to find kind of a direction in which you can go. As we have some people now in sales and marketing who are learning technology, right? which they would have never really thought kind of, of, of that they want to go learn kind of programming skills. right? Uh, so for a company, it's important to give an avenue 
to all of their employees to kind of learn and grow with it. So that biggest asset is our people, right? And I think our people, if they're not learning, if they're not kind of getting um, uh, getting exposed to new things, right? Uh, it's just, uh, I think uh, uh, my personal belief is that as humans, we have a very, very kind of strong capacity to absorb and adapt and uh, learn new things, right? Uh, none of us are born doing kind of what we end up doing by the time we grow up, right? So, so by, by definition, we learn, right? From, from the time you're a baby to the time you kind of uh, 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 grow up and have a career, you have, you have continued to learn on that side. So for the companies to provide it, it actually is beneficial not only for the employee, but also for the company. But we get to learn new things right, uh, from our employees, right? So there, there are newer perspectives that come in the second aspect kind of that I do want to not uh, shortchange is this uh, Stanford Business School program on, um, on learning that we are doing. It's actually, in addition to the homework you get, it's one week uh, a year we do it for anyone who is director or above. So it includes anyone who is becoming a director for the first time right, as a people manager. Right? But that program is on campus at Stanford. What it also does is that now it has kind of, uh, and I think on a yearly basis, we will send 30 to 40 people there. They're the senior most people in the company. They get to live on campus, eat with each other, stay the whole week. They do class projects together. So just think of all the benefits that you get on the teamwork side, right? It's, so these days, everything being remote, uh, even before COVID, after COVID, we're a global company. So people are in kind of San Francisco, Boston, Atlanta, Bangalore, India, Hong Kong, Europe. So it gives kind of all of these people to come together. So now it's not inexpensive to do, but the benefits far outweigh the costs we have. But think of that, that aspect that now you're getting to spend kind of 40 people on campus for a week, just learning and working, uh, working together. Uh, there's so many benefits that come out of it. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. It's really different. It takes a definitely uh, a different approach to you know team building and things like that. But I, I that's very very cool. Um, but so when it comes to you know that's a whole week taking off, and then you said you're promoting like um, providing two hours of the work week focused on these things. Um, how? Are companies able to balance day-to-day -day productivity while upskilling and or pushing upskilling programs like this? Yeah. And actually, it's not two hours a week. It's kind of 80 hours a year. So you can take it all together. Right? So sometimes, kind of, and it gets back into balancing part of it. But we are seeing, and, and we use a kind of HR information system that you use for kind of tracking vacation and other things. So it's the same system we are tracking to say that are you using it for learning, right? So it's just a activity that you can lock to say that these are the four hours or eight hours or some employees, it might be a whole week that they're taking off, right? But what it allows to, uh, it allows a conversation to happen between the manager and the employee about that, what the workload is, What's the right time for you to take it? So it's not every week. So, sorry, so it's during the 12-month time period, calendar year, you have to spend 80 hours. Beginning of the year, you can plan. You We always balance when people go on vacations. We always balance when people go on, go, go on uh, get, get sick or have to take a sick day or, or, or have to care for a family member. We are also balancing the same way this, this program 
which is that it's a defined program. So it's not random and it's not for one person, right? So which means that kind of all of us have to just kind of balance these two things out. Uh, and, and it's easy to balance because what we also see is it that when employees are given this opportunity, they themselves become kind of more, uh, more accountable for their own work, right? So it's not necessarily a forced thing, right? Kind of it is also that they, they see the benefit, they're learning something new, and if something does come up, and if they will, they will jump in, even if they're remote and they're in a class, a class or so. Yeah, but you have to balance it just like we balance vacations and holidays. Now, how do you feel that upskilling and continual education is vital in the supply chain specifically? So I think on supply chain, if you look at it, one, for the way the supply chain as a profession evolved, and I will give you two examples. One is we had this score model that came out kind of about 30 years back or so. We said that we will divide the supply chain into plan, source, make, deliver. And many of the people then just became planning experts or logistics experts or procurement experts or manufacturing experts. The reality is that supply chain doesn't work unless all functions are working with each other. So, so no matter which discipline we start off in, Right. The goal is that how do you learn the end-to-end -end supply chain functions, which is not that easy to, uh, to to begin with because we have kind of structured it in, in these silos. So, and the second is that our supply chains are continuing to evolve. Right? So, so in the last kind of decade or so, uh, more than that, starting in 2007-8, many of the supply chains became international, but international was not something kind of uh, for uh, ethnic uh, uh, the companies I worked for kind of before that, we were very domestic focused between 2000 to 2007-8. Now, all of a sudden, international manufacturing comes in, you have to learn something new. We never really worried about ocean shipments kind of getting lost or getting stuck at Port of LA Long Beach. Now we have to learn how do I go deal with those, those issues, right? So, so if I just think of that, how our supply chains are evolving, both from the perspective of supply chain design and the functions we need to do, uh, kind of, it's vital for us to have this type of a program. The second aspect is there is very little different difference left now between supply chain and technology, because the technology is so embedded in every supply chain function that we have. Right. So again, if I go back to planning and machine learning and other activities go together because you're doing forecasting. And now, if I think of AI and machine learning, all of that is so vital. If you're in planning function, if you think on logistics function, we have so much paper and now there are so many digital technologies which are available, right? So if you're in supply chain profession, whether you're an operator, frontline operator or a manager, you do have to learn the technology because I think it's becoming inseparable between supply chain um, as a profession and the knowledge of technology. So both of those regions, one, because supply chain was siloed and two, the role of technology, how, how the supply chains are changing on an ongoing basis, it makes it vital that we enable our companies to continue to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how can companies ensure that, that the upskilling programs they're offering fits in with the individual employee's career goals? I think I will probably step back before we talk about upskilling, that kind of what we need to continue to do or every company needs to do with the employees. 
many times employees are not aware of all the options which are there right and so first part is that kind of for any company make sure that kind of they have a culture where an employee can grow to do anything they she or he wants to do versus being limited to the job they are in and that's what i talk about that you can be in finance but you can kind of move into a technology role right so, so it is that that can be first open up that all these roles are possible for you you have to balance it and we will give you a kind of a kind of if you are interested in a particular area right here is a program which allows you to get there but 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 the step one is to start off with kind of building a culture where where your employees know that they can move from one area to the other they can upskill if they want to go on management ladder they can if they want to stay individual contributor and become an expert they can if they want to switch kind of from one area to the other uh, they can i think the career goal start off with kind of showing them the possibilities and then giving them a structure like we are giving and that how you can use coursera or how when you become a manager you're not on your own right so, so on coursera we got all of these management 101 type of or or 201 type of courses so first line manager we will give you first level of courses you become a director you're a second line or third line manager there is stanford business school so there is a path for you to continue to learn so, so i think Uh, ensuring that they don't feel like that they are alone in this journey right uh, kind of in there it is is all that that we are trying to do as a company and that's what the other companies can do too well that's all the time i have for today but i have to say i really love this strategy that you guys are taking on and i really hope to see a lot of other companies follow suit and do do similar things because i think it's it's such a great way to inspire a a productive but cohesive work environment No thank you and I think it's not something that um, we we take lightly right so if you think of kind of if I just think of my payroll expense which is what majority of it is if you give two weeks off to employees you have to go answer questions that's 4% of your total operating cost to to, to some extent mm-hmm. and so I know but the reality is that all of these things pay off kind of so much more when when you have a have an employee base which is excited and is continuing to learn. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or hit the thumbs up button and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>